Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Last week on the Glass Cannon Podcast, the heroes gathered the spoils of battle. What's the thread count on those sheets? Um, they look to be three or four hundred. Okay, which leave them. People say is all you really need. No, no that's garbage. Leave I them. don't say it's good, but there are people who say. Uncovered vital intel about the flying castle. The castle is surrounded by some sort of energy field that prevents flight or teleportation <gasps> directly into or out of the castle. Oh. And investigated the Oracle's chamber. Eventually, it opens into a huge, mostly circular chamber, and you see a few very interesting things. But all was not what it seemed. And finally, taking up the majority of the space are the remnants of an enormous dragon skeleton <gasps> as an old enemy returned where are you are you just in my head i'm nearby watching waiting the adventure continues the road to the end has begun my friend i wish you luck Ashpeak. however if i were you i wouldn't waste much time now For the sixth time since the inception of this podcast, I can say it's the last episode of the year! <laughs> yeah. Oh, and what a year it's been. Let's take a look back at some of the highlights. <laughs> <laughs> For those wow. listening at home, he turned to look at the over-the-shoulder. <laughs> that joke is never, yeah. never done. What a year! <laughs> Just a great year. Oh, one of the all-time <laughs> greatest years. Just Solid. Really love looking back at this one. Top to yeah. bot. I uh, hate to say goodbye to 2020. Man, oh. some years you just you just don't want to let go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good riddance. <laughs> You piece of shit year. <laughs> Fuck you, year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we we usually go through New Year's resolutions, but uh, none, it's just, can we just get the year back? Uh, yeah. Get the year back. <laughs> I don't even know what the resolutions were last year. I'm not even thinking about resolutions. It's just about survival at yeah, this point. Yeah. yeah. Sure, we'd all like to lose a couple quarantine pounds, but I'd also like to live. <laughs> Live like there's no tomorrow Because there might not be Matthew Yeah yeah. <laughs> Sorry this is just depressing Yeah it's not great <laughs> yeah. 
You know what, though? <laughs> I know I better not even say it. I was going to say, how could 2021 be any worse? It could easily be worse. <laughs> yeah. It could easily be worse. <laughs> easily be worse. There's a million reasons why. Uh, <laughs> there's so many reasons why. <laughs> but there's one reason to be thankful. We are going into the new year with the final book of Giants. <laughs> oh, can you believe it? Yeah. Amazing. That is amazing. Yeah, this is uh, this is so this is uncharted territory for for so many of us. Yeah, mm-hmm. Skid, you you started book 6 of Rune Lords with your original group before mm-hmm. that catastrophe yeah. uh, buckled the group under the pressure of uh, friendship forces. Yeah. Uh, Joe did a, uh, a sh- well, I always call it a shortened version of book 6 of uh, I always forget the name of your stupid Council campaign, of Council, Th- Council of Thieves. Um it was it was a shortened version, wasn't it? No, not at all. It was a sandbox where they really cut went out a lot of the, the BS and went straight to the boss. But they were also there were six players and they yeah. were extremely strong and they felt like they could and they could have tooled around doing a bunch of sandboxy stuff. I mean, there is nothing in the written adventure to prevent you from going directly to the boss. Well, let me ask you this: How many? Give me a ballpark of how many sessions you played four hour, three four hour sessions of book six, maybe four. In book six? Yeah. Wow. wow. Maybe four or four. five. Okay. So, so are we going to be done in like four episodes? So I'm saying our collective... <laughs> well, no, four four-hour sessions. Right. So 16 episodes? Our collective experience with book sixes is very small. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I've never played in a book six. <laughs> I've never had a... Ca- I've never played a... Ca- and I don't even know if I will in this campaign. I've never played a character over 15th level before. Hmm. So Wait, if we it, level up game, to 16th level. Our first game with me, you, Skid, and McDermott at Merwin ran, did we end at 15th? Level 15. I think we graduated at 15th yeah. for the epilogue. Yeah. Um, that yeah. was level 15. So I've never leveled up a character to 16th level before. Wow. Wow. You know, I went back and listened to the first episode, the sort of spiritual first episode of book four, where we took uh, uh, bets, you know, gentlemen's bets on how many episodes it would take to complete book five. Oh, book you five? did? I, this was going to be my bit. Oh, did you already write it down? I already got, I don't even need to write it down. I got it all in my head. I said 55. Uh, Joe said 41. Uh, Matt, Grant said 48. And then Matthew gave him the old reverse prices, right? 49. <laughs> and Skid uh, made a Mets reference and said 62. It was 51 episodes. Wow. So, it was so Matthew was the closest without going over. You That's right. son of a what I, I can't believe you took my bit. <laughs> I can't I believe you went back and did it. I've had this paper for a Wait, few days. Why was it 51? Is that just the number of actual episodes? Number of actual episodes. We because it was 207, 207 was and it's 257 it ended. It's not 50 episodes? Wait, it's today two, today's 258, right? Yeah. So t- if we did 257, that's 51 episodes. So seven, seven, eight, nine, ten. Because you're actually counting seven. Plus, yeah, I'm counting seven. Right. Yeah. So 51 episodes. So what do I get? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. You see, you're stuck, man. <laughs> nothing. There's nothing to give. I'm just starting to get myself back together. That was pretty good, Matthew. Well done. <laughs> yeah. 49, and the actual was 50. Book 40 was one if you're being 70 something. We, we killed the boss at episode 50, and you said 49. It's pretty impressive. Mm hmm. Grant's so mad. <laughs> Grant's like, oh, yeah. I would have had it 48. You said 48? <laughs> I was at 55. I could have really stretched it out just to hit the number. But. You really could have made 2020 worth it if we had just done a few less episodes, Troy. <laughs> just a few less episodes. A few fewer episodes? Oh, boy. Oh, man. wow. Boy. That was yeah. not the time. I got a resolution friend. for you, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I mean, what do we say when we had the same conversation in 207, like book one was 20 something, then 30 something, book two, and then it was like 50 something, 70 something. And then we came back down and you said, Joe, on 207, it's like, you think this is just how high, high level play is going to be. It's going to just, I said, I was going to hammer the under, up. you said 55 and I said, <laughs> I'm going to hammer the under and it, I should have just eased the under. Yeah, uh, I went down to 41, but, yeah. but I did think that it was good. And by the way, it could have been way longer. Way longer, but I mean, there are so you know, many encounters Thune, that you didn't. We get. met Thune, mm-hmm. and you just like walked us directly with Thune yeah. to where we needed to go. So like, and like you could have easily not ever gone to the cavern with with Thune. There is uh, at least uh, double more over twenty encounters that you guys didn't do in this book. Wow, <laughs> you know what I mean? Twenty encounters? I, I think so. I should count them to give you an exact number, but de- definitely double digits. And, you know, remember how many times you just came to a fork and there's three ways to go? Well, some of them you just never come back. So unless you're trying to be completionist to go through the whole thing, there's a chance you never meet Thune and then you're just struggling going through all of these locations trying to get to the next level. And you would have been way more episodes. From the from the queen to the throne room, all of those rooms with the nobles are in that you would have gone and it's very uh-huh. easy for you not to have even talked to the queen so you could have been fighting the queen as well in the throne room with his royal guard like it's a crazy book in that sense that it's super open-ended and i can tell you right now book six you're not going to do all the encounters in book six either it's just that's the way it works you said something um wise like over and over <laughs> again uh about how the end of this book was going to be unlike anything we've ever done or ever experienced and i still don't know what you mean because it seemed pretty straightforward to me well it was uh that's that's the lavalley special right there <laughs> you're you're basic- over promise <laughs> yeah no no I, 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 I stand by it because it's like in how many times you've ever done this where it's like the queen is taking you to her husband to duel him, and she thinks if you're able to beat them that all these other giants that would normally just attack you will walk away, and you just have to go on her uh, word that that's what's going to happen. Uh, you know, uh, okay, you okay, okay, okay. I'll adventure. agree. I never played that story before. That's like saying <laughs> you have never played this thing where this guy named Steve is going to take you down the street right. to his apartment, take you upstairs, and hand, hand you. You made it sound like mechanically it would be such new territory for us that it would be mind. Well, <laughs> this I is the first time be... a member of the Utah Jazz has had a triple double on the third Tuesday of March. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was just on my end because I saw. All, all the iterations, twenty yeah. different. Uh, uh, Correct him for iterations, please. Iterations. He said iterations. <laughs> yes. You say museum weird, crayon weird, and iterations. It's iterations. It's iterations. Yes, yeah. it's also dais, not dais. I also say subsequent. It's not right. No, that's so, that's <laughs> so you, wrong. Really? It's just wrong. Accidentally, all the time. Uh, you know, for each subsequent myself. iteration, you're wrong. <laughs> it's not iteration. No, it's iteration. Um, it is yeah. to everyone. Yes. Yeah. To everyone. I'm looking this up. Everyone in the world. <laughs> Uh, Everyone in the world. Even people who don't have that word in their vocabulary know it's iteration. Um, I'm looking up dais, dais, and dais is acceptable. I don't like it. Dais. Um, Dais. You know, you bring up something, though, with that that particular thing, the queen allowing us to challenge uh, the uh, the husband, uh, the king, in, in, in their own home and kind of in front of all these people. So... You mentioned last episode about having uh, Christmas parties again. I have a plan set up for when you have your next Christmas party. Go on. That's to show up with these guys fully armed 
in body armor, ready to take you down in front of your wife. Challenge me in front of my wife to take the house and my family. Yeah. Well, uh, first we have to have a meeting with Sam where we tell her yeah, we have that to, it's, an oracle has... has well, we have to fight her first and like, get her down to really low HP. <laughs> Load her up with bullets. Yeah. Right. We just got to shoot her in the throat and four like, times. I'll take you to his office. <laughs> I'll take you to his office. But he's not going to negotiate, which actually is the truest yeah, thing. Yeah, that's that's the truest truest thing. Thing. No matter what true. reasonable thing you say, yeah, he's with his cat god. And as we leave, I'm gonna how many take cats off. are there? Oh, I don't know. I've lived here with him the entire time, but one, two. two, or three. <laughs> and when I leave, I'm taking his hat. I just want his hat. His hat, no, the no. prisoner's ring, and you can. I'm, I'm, leaving, I'm leaving my wedding ring and taking his hat. Uh, well, I thought I, that's what I'm saying is like I saw all the different iterations. You could have not talked to the queen. You could have gone into the room with the frost giants, had that encounter. The fire giants, the azers, the hill giant. You know all those different ways. The daughter, the the that. Daughter has so many powers; she's out of control. What is her deal? Like, what can you tell us? Yeah, so she was blessed by Zersvater. At least that's what she thinks, and so she has. Uh, Who's she? The queen or her? The the daughter. Like the daughter thinks she's blessed by Zersvater. No, uh, Queen Quivixia thinks that Zersvater blessed their uh, child, like her unborn mm-hmm. child, by giving it the uh, fiendish qualities that she has. So she has all these crazy powers. I'm actually glad that I didn't have to do I, that encounter because it's complicated. I wasn't thinking about it this way until you brought it up in that way. You're meaning like if we had cleared out every room, we would have gotten to that and the, the, the there wouldn't have been a banquet. It would have just have been him and his wife eating dinner. Yeah. And you could have snuck in through the back door. You could have done like the same tactics that you were doing. If you didn't talk to the queen, I don't think you would have just opened the door. Oh, and stuff like, like for me on my end, I'm thinking like there's so many different ways you can do this. If you'd killed the queen, you wouldn't know where to go. Would have been another 20 episodes to where we get to the end of this story. And I think there's a lot of people who know the story that think like, oh, they're never going to get to the end of book five. Well, wait, what is, what is the stipulation for the queen like stopping the combat? Is it like when she's at half her when hit she's points? she's below a certain amount of uh, hit points, she'll beg for her life and bargain. Mm. Uh, but yeah, you could easily have just killed her. We could have easily have killed her. Yeah, really? you guys did two crits, and his well, was a. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm surprised crit. that didn't kill her. Like yeah, that, she happened to get below that threshold. Yeah. perfectly. Hmm. It was lucky for us. Yeah, I mean, these giants have a lot of hit points. If they got anything going for them, it's two hundred, <laughs> three hundred plus hit points. And lucky for the quality of the show. Yeah, because we didn't need another twenty episodes of fire giant fight. Yeah, yeah. well, they were cool. The fr- one of the frost giants was a witch. Which would have been fun. Oh, that would have been Is fun. that the one that's on visibility? Yeah. I still want to oh, fight that hill giant. She was I still want to fight that hill yeah. giant. What's up? Oh, What's you up mean Rex that? Scruggs? Yeah. Rex Scruggs. Or Rex Scruggs, I think. Yeah. Scruggs. She's got a cool backstory. She's like there, um, but she goes to the camps every once in a while to visit her pet. And uh, she's like impatiently waiting. So the, the uh, one of the temple priests is just hanging out with her to like keep her company. She's not really into Zersvater. He's preaching Zersvater to her, but she just, she keeps him around because he likes, she likes the company. Uh, it's really interesting. There's all individual stories going on. The fire giants were husband and wife. Um, you just reminded me of something. I didn't... Uh, this is kind of get, getting into it, but I, I would assume you would have told us while we were in that... Remember we went into the room to the south and we saw the uh, fire giants hatching a plan to take over the castle, the cloud castle. You didn't see it. You read all those notes. Yeah, yeah. We read all those no- We read all those notes. Uh was there anything in there about... I told you the, everything! The, yeah, so was there, there was nothing about those lieutenants? 
like about like uh, how Nalbor to- and the and their pet rock or whatever or the uh, rock <laughs> mount <laughs> or <laughs> their pet rock, rock. No, <laughs> their fiendish <laughs> pet rock <laughs> and their double knits and their bell bottom jeans, <laughs> their mood rings, the lava lamps, <laughs> um, n- nothing, no new information. No new information that you didn't already know that you found in that room that seemed like to be a, an officer's room where people yeah. left uh, in a hurry. I just wonder what to do with that intel now. You know what I mean? That's good intel, but like we still have no connection to any of those officers or well, who they were, or where they... What have you done so far with this information? You killed them. You know, when you found out that Grenzeldeck was somehow in line, you killed her. When you found out that Earth Ash, you took him out. So it's like... So it's just find them and then kill them. Find them, eliminate them, it weakens him. Because, you know, you figure if these are four powerful um, officers that are directly under the Storm King, killing Volsus might not be enough. Because they are just... They're more powerful than everyone you've faced so far, you would think. And so if the Storm King... Uh, the Storm King... The Storm Tyrant goes down, one of them could easily take his place. So... I wonder if we could, like... need to cut the, all the heads off this snake right. before you... We have had, to. Has, has everyone here seen the film starring Bruno Gans Downfall? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so yes. I'm thinking about that scene where he's in the bunker and he's learning about the Allies. Taking his, oh, gla- oh, yeah. <laughs> his glasses off yeah. and shaking and just... The women and the children must leave yeah. now. And he just yells at all of his officers. That's what I see. You mean the, the scene that's been taken by one million various people on the internet and resubtitled? Oh, yes, the Hitler scene? I do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, that, that it's that scene. But I just I mean, we could see that resubbed with uh, the Storm Tyrant talking yeah. about all of the generals <laughs> we've killed. Yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. Gosh. yeah. I suspect we're going to see that very oh, soon. Yeah. Get on it, Nate! Come on, Nate! Go! <laughs> Resurrect that meme that died seven years ago. But I'm hoping in the end, the storm tyrant will shoot himself in the head with a gun and light himself on fire. Wow. We'll find out. Wow. We'll find out. Um, well, I'm pretty excited. Book six. You know, it, I felt this way when I, it's just, I felt this way when I read uh, book three, when I first opened it uh, and I looked at Middlehouse Valley, I was like, I don't. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do this as a GM. And uh, I learned, and I feel like I've gained confidence having done these enormous sandboxes where it's like, there's not even maps for this shit. Like uh, Tim Hitchcock, he just had this giant thing with all the locations, but it's just like the letter B and no map that I had to like, create a map for it. And we figured that out, and I still love Minderhall's Valley, the, the, all the different things that you guys discovered there. This one, it's very clear. The maps are a lot clearer, but I'm, I've gone through certain points while I'm reading this, and I'm like, I don't know how to do this. It is massive. Not only is this high-level play that we've never touched before, the scope of this. Our good friends at Order of the Amber Die, I was reading about their adventure. They are, uh, our, our buddy Adam, he's like the map maker of the group, and he is unbelievable at the maps he reproduces of the Paizo stuff. And Look up Google Order of the Amber Dies maps for uh, the Siege of Trunal. Oh, it's, oh yeah. it's, it's incredible. You're yeah. like, I want to be at that table. Yeah. And not only the maps, they got the minis, they got the three dimensional little, uh, like a, the, a structures, drone and the, structures. The, and the, uh, the, like the uh, barricade, like all built and everything. Yeah. Uh, He'll spend dozens of hours, double digit hours making some of those maps. And when it came to book six, he was like, even he gave up. He was like, I, I can't do it. The maps are too intense. And, and not only the maps, it's just like, there's just a lot going on in book six. You're about to say too much. But I'm excited. 
I'm very excited. I'm excited because we are officially starting the end. Do you remember having the conversation about book five? Like, oh, the end is nigh. Oh, it's coming. Now it's it's here. This is it. It's not coming anymore. It's here. There's no more books after this book. That's it. Yeah. That's this is, it. This is the Deathly Hallows. Part yeah. two. Part two. Is that a Harry Potter thing? Yes. It is. <laughs> oh, I don't read children's books or watch movies about dinosaurs. <laughs> That's accurate. <laughs> um, it's actually, it's making me think of, I've been watching this guy, uh, Captain Courageous on YouTube. He does reviews of old classic D&D modules. And I think you and me, Troy, you and I have talked about the Ruins of Undermountain, the old, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, that is what I think of when I think of, like, gigantic, huge maps. He, yeah. he just, he did that on one of his videos, and I was just like, yeah, so it's like, this is kind of... It's I preposterous. Like- I mean, speaking of Adam at Order of the Amber Die, he brought them to my apartment and unfolded the maps of Undermountain. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's completely it's absurd. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> 70% of it, the... DM is meant to fill in yeah. all, the, all of it, except for like 30% of it. Is, only 30% of it is populated by the adventure. Yeah. Like you, you have to, <laughs> the guy playing it has to fill in the rest of it. Just random encounter tables? That, yeah. is, that how, is that how it would work? Like you'd sit there with a, with a monster manual and just pick out monsters to go into? Not for most modules, but for that one, yeah. But you could also have sessions where you could legitimately search caverns for two hours and find nothing. nothing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they wanted to give you what it would really be like to search caverns, like open caverns underground. Yeah. For hours and hours. It's not like a, we, a convenient monster to fight in every room. You know what I mean? It'd be like, uh, it's just so massive. And you're looking at this huge map of all these rooms. I mean, so many, so many rooms. And like... You know, a, a, like you said, like a fifth of them have numbers typed yeah. in to like the room for a reference guide. Yeah. Four fifths are blank. So it's yeah. just like, do what you want. Put something in there. Don't put anything in there. Whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I said it to you guys off air, like just looking at this book and reading it. I'm like, I, we play a lot of this game. I'm, we're not game designers, but like we can, we can hold our own in creating some fun stuff. I don't know how anyone could have a mind to create what they created for book six. It is beyond me. This has to be a dude that never stopped playing uh, and started world building as a teenager and never stopped. It is just an unbelievable feat, and I think we're going to have a lot of fun with it. And maybe if you didn't feel that the the uh, the fight was nothing you've seen before, uh, <laughs> I guarantee you that book six is nothing <laughs> You've ever experienced. As it should yeah, be. As it should uh, be. I, I'm expecting some Alejandro Hodorowski type stuff. I'm not familiar. The guy, he, the, the one who did the, the movie about the Dune adaptation that never got made with like H.R. Giger and Salvador Dali. Have you seen the documentary? The no. Hodorowski's no, Dune? Oh, oh my God. Please watch that movie. It's, it's amazing. It's like The Last Man of La Mancha, the uh, Terry Gilliam. Yeah, Terry Gilliam. Yeah. Oh. Doc. And he does a bunch of really bizarre, surreal, uh, pointless movies. <laughs> well, hopefully there'll be a point to this one. Um, In book six, a king will take us to fight his queen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, take that. Never had that happen. Unlike anything we've ever seen before. <laughs> it's the absolute total reverse of anything we've seen before. <laughs> <laughs> you uh you cleared out the uh throne room you searched the bodies the enemies uh left you then went to the south looked in the uh bedroom 
war chamber of Titarian and Guavixia, you would think, and found out some interesting information about a dead man's switch somehow connected to the magical crown that the Storm Tyrant is wearing. Uh, you found out the Titarian and his captains, not unlike every giant boss you've met so far, had their own plans for taking over. We could, we're better than the Storm Tyrant. Uh, but seeing what the Storm Tyrant had, unlike everybody else, they're like, let's table this plan. Um, he's far more powerful. There's a magical force field surrounding the castle that you cannot fly to or teleport in or out of. But there are smaller entrances and the rocky base that supports the keep con- that are not contained within the keep's energy field. They're just concealed in the cloud that envelops the castle's base. And not unlike this crater that you're eventually going to be going into, it's guarded. So with that information, you say we're going to go check out this oracle situation first, and then we'll talk about our next move. You go in there and you find this ancient chamber with a huge skeletal body of perhaps an ancient silver dragon. An altar iconography of Andrad, Torag's brother. Baron kneels down, says a prayer as the open air from the hole in the wall and the landing dropping to nothing blows wisps of his hair and beard in the air. And a voice answers back. The voice of Brander. You find out he has Jimmer and Thune. At least that's what he says he has. Um, he was the voice in Quivixia's ear this whole time. Mm. He was the one that instructed her mm. to make <laughs> the statues. He was the one that perhaps painted your images on the walls. <laughs> that's what Quivixia said. No. When Baron's in the presence of Brander because he's sensitive to alignments... Does he feel almost overwhelmed by his presence? Does Brander's force of personality and will exude a certain alignment so strongly that it's like the hair on the back of his neck stands up? Or is he just so hard to pin down and otherworldly it's difficult to describe and ineffable in a way? The overwhelming feeling you get every time you talk to him is that he's growing in power. The Brander you met outside of Red Lake for it is different from this Brander now. I mean, you've seen him consume Della's spirit. Who else has he consumed? You know from, I'm sure Gel told you over a a campfire long ago of the arm wrestling match Mm -hmm. where a man's hand was turned to dust in front of him. That was the arm wrestling match that won Brander Gel's freedom. Quote-unquote freedom. Mm -hmm. This is a man that consumes and in that consumption has become more powerful so you are overwhelmed by someone that is growing in strength and you don't know what he wants yeah uh, and that was just all in Baron's head what happened mm-hmm. so what do you tell your buddies they probably saw me speaking to myself so they might react to me And I thought it was all in your head I sort of assumed yeah Okay. I assume we've seen you talk to yourself many, many times. Yeah. Yeah. Baron's being weird again. Baron's insane. <laughs> but Nestor was just, I think Nestor was just like looking down at the valley below. So this this opening looks out onto the outer edge of the volcano, not not the caldera. Right. It's okay. a, like looks out at the camps. Okay. Which you can see are slowly 
emptying out. Emptying out. Guys have a lot of gear and stuff. Um, is a trip to the cathedral on your mind? Is a trip to Skelt on your mind? The last words Brander said were, you know, don't waste too much time. What did he say? Have fun storming the castle. Have fun storming the castle. Uh, I wouldn't waste too much time. Don't forget your aqua socks. <laughs> well, we got to resize. Have fun storming the castle. We have to. I think if we do, if we go anywhere, we have to go to the cathedral first because we have to resize anything that we're going to wear or sell. So, yes. And right, so even if we're not going to use something, we need to resize everything to right. sell it. So, And what other messages that has behooved us in the past to provide intel to the other forces that be, even if it may have killed a lot of the armed forces of Kragadan? Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we should send an update to True Now. Okay. Because they were going to spread the word. We should also let them know their chief executive is still alive. Yep. Oh yes, of course. Uh, I should. I should. Senator Raven. I should check in on how the tax revenues are going and whether or not we need to water for this year's crop again as chief defender. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of bureaucratic stuff. So. Your inbox has got to be filling up. Oh my you're god! Out here. god. They want to build a second wall. There is just a <laughs> around the town. exhausted-looking Raven flying around the corner with a sack full of letters for Baron to sign. <laughs> yeah, the epilogue is you've basically become Lork in book one. Uh, like, uh, sitting there. Yep, there it is. It all comes back. A paper pusher. One the lesson. end. Question mark? Um, yeah, no, I think uh, I think that makes sense. Um, what would we accomplish? We, I mean, we could certainly buy a wand of identify and other sundries we might need. I mean, but, how, much, how much gold worth of loot do we have on us that we can part with? Um a bunch that would have been nice to do before this episode. Oh, true. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe we'll save that for another time. <laughs> now, remember, you heard that this is a castle that cannot be teleported into or out of. So you think to yourself, there's a chance you may go in there and not be able to come out. These trips to the cathedral or Skelt or wherever else you want to go might be the last trips you ever take. <laughs> <laughs> this is always it's nonsense always have to be this way are, are there also like i'm worried about i'm thinking of um what's the fairy tale where they hansel and gretel is that where they leave breadcrumbs through the forest like mm-hmm. i almost want to leave a path back in case we have to leave the hard way which may not be possible to us but i'm like worried when that, we get up there like on the way up even like invisible sigils or something because i'm like worried that like things might change i don't know i have I mean, no idea what to expect i think there's an easy way to teleport out of it you just go to the edge and you jump yeah and you fall several hundred feet yeah you do the the parachute the skydiver ring thing yeah. holding hands and then boom the free fall several hundred Although, feet towards your death and actually, then you teleport and you go i think there's <laughs> at least there used to be a rule that you maintain any momentum that you had when you teleported so if you could <laughs> you would actually you would land with all the force that you had it's core yeah i think well, I, don't, I don't know if that's still the case but let me read it doesn't say anything okay maybe it's not true anymore but uh that's but yeah that would be bad it would be bad. But yeah, no, if we could do that, yeah, just take a flying leap and <laughs> end up in Skelt in the same hotel room. <laughs> yeah. Then how do you get back in? 
We, How do we get there in the first it place? Sounds like, <laughs> it sounds like there we the there is a if we can get past the guard, there is an area we could fly to and teleport from in the base. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least that's what the intel suggests. That's what it sounded like. I don't even. But I don't but know how to covered in clouds, so you can't see as you get up there. Right, fly in there. How do we get in there? <sighs> Where is it? I mean, I'm wonder. I'm trying to think of. Is that just tethered to the base? Right? I mean, I, I assume it's hovering, hovering over the caldera, so it's on the opposite side of the mountain wall from where we are right now. But then how do we even, I mean, do we climb a chain? Like, do we fly? We just have to get there and f- figure it out. We right? could fly. I mean, I, the other option is to enlist the aid of a giant, of a dragon. Anyone know a dragon? Well, where is What's-Her-Face? Noxymara? Yeah. Like, so weird. Yeah, Am she I crazy? She involved Was that herself? like a huge open-ended, like a loose end? That's just a big old MacGuffin. Yeah. <laughs> just complete that nonsense. Noxymara MacGuffin. <laughs> I was wondering when you would say my name. No, shouldn't. That would oh, be cool. Shit. That would have been awesome. Just to be clear, she showed up in an incredible, incredibly dramatic fashion in book four, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then told us to do all this shit and said she'd be watching and then flew away and never came back. <laughs> right? Yeah, maybe yeah. she got another I'm, job. I'm not misremembering. No, no, no that's what happened. One yeah. thing you know, she said, is she can't get near... The storm tyrant, or like draw attention to herself because uh, he'll enslave her. He'll enslave her. So that's like, that's what you know. There's also the potential option of a Super Mario warp gate, and that we find the engine that magically keeps the fortress floating and destroy it and kill everyone inside. Yeah, including us. Well, well, I, I get. I don't know if that that engine's got to be inside, right? Well, maybe we'll Not also run, we can run into a bunch of extra lives. Yeah, on the way to that thing. In a basement full of coins. Um, Nesta coins. Let's see. <laughs> you I have mean, to be able to get up there. We could fly. I theoretically, could... without flying. No, you can fly to the base. I understand what I'm saying. An adventuring party would have to be able to get up there somehow, right? Yeah. yeah. Without someone who can fly. So there must be some way. Well, yeah. It's and tethered. I never imagined it to be tethered to anything, but apparently it's tethered. It is, right? The, is to it? the base of the mountain. So and we could feasibly climb. Climb. Yeah. But we don't have to. And there and there are guards that we would have to deal with on maybe either end of whatever method we use. Yeah. But we have to find our way. Do we know how to get to the caldera, to like an open opening? The tunnel that leads down. The one that leads oh, up that's to the oracle okay. and leads right. down is to the caldera. Well, let's take... Why we just take a reconnoiter a bit and take a look? See if we can if we can see, you know, the clouds at least. Before going to the forge, I mean. Yeah, you know, why not? Well, can I... Sounds I'll, good to me. Study, say a look. Let me study this room carefully. Yeah, it's good easy idea. with a giant g- dragon uh, skeleton there. Yes, Helps. this is a very distinctive room. I spend some time studying the room carefully. Studying the uh, room where the oracle is. Yes. Okay. All right, you study that, and then... Just just call him Brander. Not the Oracle anymore. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no Oracle. It'll always be the Oracle to me. Uh, <laughs> the capital O Oracle. All right, and you know, she did tell you this is heavily guarded, so how do you want to approach this? The Caldera is heavily yeah. guarded? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, or do you want to just... Etherealness. Do we, have, we have uses of the I could cloak, use the, right? the cloak of etherealness. So yeah, why don't I check it out? Okay. 
Uh, so you're going to go solo? Yeah. Okay, how long does it last? We'll I mean, accompany you 10 minutes. Yeah. Why don't we accompany her part of the way until we have some indication that there's something waiting? And Actually, that's an interesting possibility. What? I could, because the, in ethereal, ethereal. jaunt, there, there is no, do you have to be on the ground? Or we've just done fly and ethereal jaunt together. I don't think you've flown while you're ethereal. That's interesting. Didn't, you didn't dog read through it? Isn't that how we got him out of uh, Skirkala? Didn't he fly while ethereal? Is that true? I can't remember. What a crazy life Dalgris led. What a crazy yeah. life. <laughs> yeah, it's, it would be crazy when you live a kind of life where you're like, is that, did you fly while ethereal? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> wow. I, oh, no. You can, it's that we, you can move through solid objects. So it was like you could just walk through the walls up and down. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. Right. But was, you, right. So what, but if, I mean, you, what you, if you got into the base of the cloud castle, yeah. just went ethereal and just went straight up right through it to the throne room? And then we fought the bite. And then we could be out of here. And then you could just check it out, see everything, and then come back down. I'll tell you this. You walk for eight minutes, and you're still not at the caldera. And so you know you're going to have to backtrack ethereal. No, no. We we just said we're we're walking away until we see danger. Right. Okay. Then going ethereal. All right. So you keep walking. All stealthily. Stealthily. All right. Everybody roll stealth. All right. 29. 35. 38. 42. Okay. No, I'm sorry. Uh, 28. 20. Okay. What'd you get there, Metro? 29. 29. All right. So very high stealth. So you're creeping down there. I'm made of shadows. Creeping down, made of shadows. Uh, League of shadows. You get a little farther. You've been trying about 10 minutes or so. It's going down, down, down. Uh, roll another stealth check. Ooh. 37. 24. Actually, yeah, 24. 22. Uh, 44. Okay. A little less stealthy as you're going down. You're kicking some gravel under your feet, but you don't see any danger. You do see an opening up ahead. It's about 90 feet away from you. Opens out into something, but it's like a sheer opening, and you know if you step out there, you'll be exposed. I activate the cloak. Okay. You activate the cloak, and you, by yourself... Walk up to the edge. Jaunt up to the edge. You walk up to the edge, and you look out, trying to take in as much as you can before the cloak goes out. You look out. Blackout from there. <gasps> oh, come on, La Valley. And then just like, <laughs> we see a lone pyramid. Oh, shit. Get out of here. <laughs> Standing resolute under a blood red sun, hanging low in the cloudless sky. Lying on the fringe of one of the long angular shadows cast from the pyramid, we see a small village made up of mostly huts and other modest hovels. There's a river running through this little hamlet that ends in a small lake where. It appears four people are gathered. There's a middle-aged woman and three young boys. Towering over the lake is the ruins of some colossal Osirian statue. We can only see the bottom of one sandaled foot. The rest is just getting lost in the trees above. The three boys sit 
cross-legged at the water's edge, just staring up at the statue while the older woman holds court. One of the boys speaks up, pointing at the statue. Who is that? The woman says, That is Isis, Hmm. the goddess of rebirth, motherhood, and magic. Another boy asks, Is she still alive? In a way, yes. The queen of miracles is all around us. She is like a mother to the world and to all of us. The third boy speaks up, a fair-skinned child with dark auburn hair and piercing green eyes. Who are our real mothers? The older woman stops and thinks for a moment how best to answer as the other two boys perk up at the question as well. I do not know, but I do know each of your mothers cared a great deal about all three of you. They knew how special each of you were and the great powers you would one day possess. The first boy speaks up again. Do you mean the powers of time? The old woman nods. Yes. The second boy asks, When will we know that we have the powers? And and how do we use them? She says, the powers already lie within you. We, uh, our circle, will do our best to train you to use them. But ultimately, they are powers greater than even our most sage elders possess. The best we can do is, is prepare you, guide you. One by one, she looks at each of them in turn. Walking through time requires great wisdom, Fazadir. Often you will see things you do not understand, people you do not know, memories that are not yours that will shake the very foundation of everything you ever thought was true. But through it all, you must learn. She turns to the next boy. To watch over time is to protect the very fabric of existence. While your brother and his offspring walk from the distant past to the futures that are to come, you, Pudir, and your progeny must sift through their journeys to record and protect that which you deem vital to the continuation of civilization. Then she turns to the auburn-haired boy. For you, young Brandir, mastering time is something even those who have access to the greatest magics have never fully achieved, not because it is impossible, but because those who walk in the footsteps of the gods tread upon dangerous ground. The boy, known as Brandir, asks, When I master time, will I be able to go back and see my real mother? The old woman looks at him sternly. 
in the great war that is to come. It is the powers that you three possess, passed on throughout your line, that will one day save the world from total annihilation. Your mother made the ultimate sacrifice so that you could be that savior, not so you could return in time to suckle at her teat. Do you understand? Brandir says, yes, I'm sorry. Good. Let us walk. She turns her back and walks along the beach near the lake. The other two boys follow, but Brandir lags behind, looks at the giant foot of Isis, and his, his gaze rises up. He looks through the trees to try and see what remains of her face, shielding his eyes from the hot sun. From there, we come back to an ethereal metra looking out <laughs> to this cult there. Everything is in gray, black, and white. You're not on the material plane, but you see everything. And this caldera at the top of the mountain forms a natural arena surrounded by barren cliffs and jagged ridges. You see that it's roughly circular. The crater itself has a dusty floor covered with pumice gravel and strewn with loose boulders all about, interspersed with numerous tiny cracks and fissures that you can see are spewing what has to be hot, acrid vapor. Overhead, an enormous gray castle floats atop a roughly spherical cloud just a few hundred feet above the caldera floor, casting a haunting shadow across the entire mountaintop. The cloud almost touches the rocks beneath it, dripping a thin rain on the gravel below. Five immense chains emerge from the depths of the cloud, connecting to great winches beside an equal number of colossal siege cannons arranged atop a ridge in a semicircle around the floating keep. Three of the chains appear to be either loosened or completely severed. They're just dangling vertically out of the cloud. Two of the chains are still taut, seemingly anchoring the castle to the ground. To the north, you see a round tower standing on the caldera's slope. And there's another tunnel to the southeast that looks like it goes back into the mountain, just south of where you're peeking out. It is massive. You see bodies about as well. Giants and Colossal insects. Insects? There seems to be some activity in and around the tower. And then up in the back in the northwestern part, there's a, about 30 feet up, there's another ridge. There's lots of vapor. and There seems to be some movement up there as well. You know time is running out. You go back to your friends. 
I describe it in great detail. I play back the recording of this episode. <laughs> you truly walk through time. <laughs> <laughs> so two of the chains are severed? So only, there are three of the chains. Three of the chains are severed or loosened, but they're just dangling there. Two are still taut. That's amazing looking. I'm picturing this. There's a lot of Final Fantasy artwork that has large floating structures, like from the old fantasy style ones, and I love that image. But this totally changes, by the way. And maybe it was described this way at the beginning, but I always pictured Ash Peak as like a standard pointy tip mountain, but a caldera happens when a volcano erupts and there's a huge crater in the middle. Mm-hmm. So we were like going into the sides of the mountain basically and through those chambers and though there's still like lava or magma underground uh underneath that we saw like most of it happened already and exploded a long time ago so i didn't i didn't picture it as a big crater mountain until now like Mm -hmm. mount st helens yeah it's um uh, there's what are the famous ones there's like some in colorado and the philippines and stuff still having a hard time wrapping my head around this so when we got to Ash Peak, the cloud castle was on top of it? No, there's... So imagine like a traditional volcano like you'd make for a uh, you know, second science grade project. science fair. Okay, comes up and then it goes down into the crater itself. The castle seems to be moored within the crater of the volcano. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, oh, so the crater, oh, oh so it's not oh. visible from outside. No, the, the crater oh, is just immensely deep. That oh, totally wow. changes. Okay. Every, right. this, this caldera is huge then. So we can just jump onto it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's hundreds of feet up. The, the, you don't know where the base is because it's covered in the cloud, but the, the, cloud, the, the lowest part of the cloud is 200 feet up. And, then and the just, cloud is all with is surrounded by rock, right? As far as you know, from the notes that you got in Titarian's bedchamber, you see that the two chains that are still attached just disappear into the clouds. And the so it's below us, right now, or it's above us? It's above you. It's above us. So when Metro looked out, just looked up at this enormous. It's also I feel like castle. a big dummy because this is Jack and the Beanstalk. Yeah, so yeah. A castle populated by giants on top of a cloud. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of gold in that castle in Jack. That is true. Could he teleport in or out? Uh, yes, with the assistance of magical vegetables. <laughs> one of my favorite Rick and Morty's is when oh, Morty, Morty's allowed to pick the adventure. Yeah, he goes to the <laughs> King Jellybean. That was so brutal. Very dark episode. Oh my but, god. Uh, <laughs> Oh Still God. in the top five. Very good. Very good episode. <laughs> well, so is there a path down to the that we can see? Like, what's at the base of one of the taut chains that's still attached? These winches that are connected to siege cannons. So it almost looks like cannons fired these chains up to the base. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Wow. Wait, so were the... So earlier when we were looking at the requisition things and seeing the chains made, we were thinking maybe the chains were like for dragons that they were keeping right. in the rookery. Or were the chains that we saw actually chains these for... broken chains? Yeah. And Wait, I... the way Metro describes them to you, it sounds like these were the chains. They're chains unlike anything you've seen, Metro. The, mm. You know, the one length is, you know, probably ten times the size of this office. Do they look climbable? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> yeah, I mean that's not thinking. Dog but. is probably scramble right up there. Spider climb, you'll be no all problem. right too. But how do we get to them without being seen or attacked? setting off those siege cannons, uh, or just everyone uh, guarding this caldera, like seeing us? And 
I mean, it would, it, would inv- it would be a great investment of spells, but we could all fly and all go invisible. Hmm. Yeah. Nah. To get inside to like a safe point, hopefully. Yeah. That would yeah. that would help, and that would allow us to get penetrate one of those openings, get in past the guard, kill the guard, memorize a, a teleportation I, zone. I, we, I want to find something that can like instigate. Oh, flight doesn't work. I want like an instant feather fall. I'm worried about getting past and on the chains, and then something like buzzing us and knocking us off. It's very dangerous, no matter how you look at it. And then we're spending all our magic before we face whatever it is that's guarding. Where this chain is anchored. Yes, yeah, so that would be know. four fly spells. I could use the broom. I can. Climb. Oh yeah, I can climb the chain. Sure. Yeah, but how do we get to the chain? How do we get to the chain? Jump out onto it. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> how far in- could you jump? Is your intention to still go somewhere? Oh we were yeah, go we're not even coming here for oh, yeah. days. Just <laughs> yeah. yeah, we have gonna- to resize all the stuff. We have to buy all the stuff that we need. Do you have for this days? Adventure. Yeah. Yeah, we Why won't not? be back here for several weeks. The storm timer knows you're coming, right? But when? But he doesn't know when we're coming. He doesn't yeah. know where we are. Mm-hmm. It's a mystery. Oh, I put on the uh, ring that the king was wearing. Sorry, and the queen. He knows exactly where we are. Oh, shoot. please don't do that. Now he can't take please, it off. Please Baron, don't. please take that off. Uh, uh, I can't. It's cursed. Oh, yeah. That's cursed. right. It's cursed. <laughs> oh, I'm wearing cursed. Poor cursed. He didn't live long enough. Um, you killed. Yeah, him. I just don't. I mean, why wouldn't we arm up as as best possible? Mm-hmm. Grant is scare, staring daggers at me right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think. God, I mean, since it was since we heard from a deific voice on high that this might be the last time we can ever go into the outside world. Well, here's the thing. I mean, we have to do shopping, but that's not fun to listen to us flipping through books. <laughs> so I want to my metagame doing a show thought is that we would figure out something to do now and then at the end of this episode we would that that's yes. when we would like go and like be in a position to go shopping exactly yeah so can we do any more reconnaissance now before that happens i mean i could go i could go invisible and take a spin around now see if i can see how far i that's can get that's true up. Borders how long of flight so you can fly for for 14 minutes let us see. It would be 14 minutes. Let me see if I can use a... Well, you take the broom. Oh, you take the broom. Take the broom. I can take the broom. And I can go invisible. And then if like it gets knocked out or something, you can cast fly on yourself and bada boom. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, boom. Oh. Hey. <laughs> Who's trying to get into my castle? <laughs> All right. You're going to go invisible? Invisible. Okay. Take the broom. Take the broom. Take a spin. Go invisible. Take the broom, take a spin. We all wave as she flies off. Yeah, well, also, don't forget before you do that those dragons can see invisibility. I don't know if they've got control on the outsides of the clouds flying around the keep itself. They could knock you right out of the air with the fire breath. And Dogrith is just thinking about how terrified he was the moment like he was invisible and a dragon just looked right at him and he was like, There you uh, are. You're absolutely right, Dogrith. And if I die, we all be, we'll all, you'll all be stranded in this castle. So you'd better go. 
Well argued. I <laughs> guess I better be the one. <laughs> you go first. <laughs> so I cast invisibility on Dograth. And I'll take the broom. <laughs> Dograth, infinitely more expendable than Metra. Did we leave all our tactics in that boss battle? Is that we left them there? <laughs> I'm not hearing any suggestions from you, Chef! Hey, yeah, Chef, you're the leader, aren't you? You're supposed to be. Hey, hey Grant, how can we metagame this? I'm yeah. at a loss. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to do. I'm, I don't know. It makes me want to go back into the castle and empty out all those other rooms. <laughs> let's Hold go on. search, or open those doors one by one. <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's go back into book five. As long yeah. as we're trying to do a good episode. So t- <laughs> tell me what you want to do. Guys, you can literally do anything, and I encourage you to do whatever you want. I am prepared for everything. We should just tell... I wanna, I'll tell you what I want to do. I want to teleport to the forge, resize stuff, sleep. Figure out what the hammer Relax. Does. Figure out what fi- the hammer get, Identify scroll. Get the hammer. Fi- talk all about our strategies and plans for assaulting this place. Get little trinkets. It might not be a plus four sword that we need. It might be, you know, gloves of spider climbing or something. Like it right. might be like little things that would help us in this very specific More situation. More goggles of night seeing. So I yes, can, you know, dark yeah. vision for Nestor. Dark vision for me. The uh, it would be researching storm giants. Do yeah, they, can, yeah. Are they? Do they have dark vision? Do they have see invisibility automatically? Like. All these things are going to be important. Is there a giant-themed library somewhere within the range of our teleports? Well, we could ask uh, uh, Farron a lot of this stuff. She might know. Yeah. And before we leave the forge, we can cast Stone Skin on three of us. Yeah, that's right as well. Right. We we need a lot of gold to do that, What are the other buffs? There's other buffs that can do, right? It's bold strength is one charge. So all the one charge ones are bold strength, magic weapon, make whole. Right. The three charge ones are fabricate, major creation, stone shape, and stone skin. The two five charge options are iron body and stone to flesh. Should mm. we come across a gorgon? A gorgon. <laughs> <laughs> or any number of medusae. Medusae. <laughs> medusae. We should uh, also, well, we know we're going to fight dragons, so what, uh, what, how can we yeah. equip ourselves to fight some dragons? Where's the dragon uh, amulet? Who has that? Ray. Sir Willamette. Is there something? Is there some, are there? I have a dragon bane. I mean, dragon's breath, but it's the worst pistol I own now. Out of my three, <laughs> it's the worst pistol I own. We've got um, that. We've got that. The horn that will antagonize them. I don't know if that will help. Right. Uh, and then, like dragons are all like we just talked about a silver dragon. Dragons all have different weaknesses, and outside of like bane, like there's no like catch-all really. Right. And they're so resistant to so many effects and evil. spells. Evil, I think, is pretty good. Having an evil aligned weapon? Mm-hmm. No, not having an evil aligned <laughs> weapon. Can we get one of those? Uh, <laughs> I have a. Um, oh my god, I'm blanking on it. What's it called? Uh, Axiomatic erection. Uh, holy. <laughs> I have a holy weapon. Oh, okay. Which it does two two d six to evil, and so like pretty much any dragon we're going to fight is likely evil. Well, I, they might be dominated, so maybe they are dominated yeah. neutral dragon, and That's then that, that gets nullified. So, yeah. we, but we do need something to be able to see invisibility. Probably, we could do yeah. dragon bane, and we could get see invisibility. And we need to make sure we fill in all of our gaps, uh, cleric gaps that that Baron isn't filling with his fifty fifty leveling. Yeah, wand of lesser restoration. We, we have some restoration scrolls. I know that, but yeah, just making sure all those 
dots are, are, are dotted and T's are crossed. You can get a spectral shroud for 26,000 gold pieces. It allows you to see creatures that are uh, invisible or ethereal. Huh. There's also a lot of great characters out there. Our powerful PCs just hanging around. <laughs> That's true. We could bring them in instead of just the four of us going in. Honestly, why would we have eight awesome characters? Honestly, go in? that would be if this was really happening. Yes. that would absolutely be our first move. Right. So it is immersion breaking for me. I'm no longer interested. In <laughs> oh, only four of you can go. Yeah. What is this Dragon Age? Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think though of like I like I I I want to talk to Silvermane. Like yeah. Almost. Like I wanted to, not even to. Have him come just to like have his thoughts. He's gone. In Assyrian. He's gone. I, 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 that doesn't change the fact I want to. Um, but there's yeah. a lot of things you want to do. But there's a castle with three chains dangling from it. And an oracle told you, don't fuck around. So what do you want to do? So if we were to try to soften up the base before we went in, that would probably get reported up the chain. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then when we ret- nailed it, then when we returned, um, it would probably be even more. Was that what everyone else is thinking about that? Like, well, we can't go like bit by bit and like weaken it, right? Like take out the enemies there, and then they won't be there when we get back. And uh, that seems like that logically shouldn't work it right. may work if in in a game right well we're gonna need the tent but the spike yep yep we'll definitely have to rest yep. many 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 times yep. inside the castle every five minutes right so like we have to have the spike mm-hmm. uh i don't know if there's anything else out there that could help us with that but if we're really thinking that the four of us are going to go in and kill the storm tyrant no we need alone the- what we need right now without ever coming back again <laughs> then we're not going right now i'll tell you that much this yeah. is five sixths of the way through an adventure path similarly five sixths of the way through a fast and the furious movie they meet up with tyrese and Ludacris and one other character who's good with computers and they figure out a plan <laughs> before they get into the cars to finish the heist we need our Ludacris and tyrese to meet up with and yeah. cars we need fast cars <laughs> fast flying cars to drive. the force field didn't say anything about yeah. stopping cars to say anything about combustion engines we just drive up those chains <laughs> oh my god well yeah i mean i guess we're kind of stuck i mean we we have to we have to go back to the forge yeah, at we, least now at least we have to go back to the forge and i yeah. want i really want to see the forge if the message we sought out for this non-denominational unitarian giant church we started in the middle of Mitter, <laughs> Minderhall's Valley has more adherence now. Maybe the words, I mean, word hasn't spread from yeah. Yeah. where we are and Maybe right yeah. there's some giants that know more about this castle yeah, there or might be weaknesses of Volstice or something. Some refugees sure. or something. Sure, he has zero weaknesses. But like weaknesses maybe of the castle itself. Or just like, why are the chains broken? A general layout. Yeah, and there has to be. Oh, there doesn't have to be, but it, it would make sense that at some point someone would be a dissident potentially. Yeah, it's a tyrant. You know, it's not like uh, he's doing things friendly like and making friends along the way. He's 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 taking what he needs and and subjecting them. I so. yeah, like in v- Martin from V, the original TV miniseries. <laughs> I still right? think we should do an invisible pass around the base just to see what we're up against. Okay. Best Go of luck. It. Go do for it. it. Dogrith, 
I'll see you in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right here, standing on solid ground. Him. Don't love. expose him to danger in that way. Thanks, not... thanks, Mister, for volunteering. No, no, wait. I was going to say because like, you've you, there's only one person here that's got ready access to arcane magic, and it's you. Right. There's only one of us that could uh, plane shift or dip into the shadow plane if you started falling off the broom. Yeah, that's true. Zip zap around like some kind of night crawling hero that is an if, ex-man. If I have to dip into the shadow plane, I mean, I won't be back for at least a day. Well, that'll give us That's plenty fine. of time to mourn you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, At fine. this point, also, Baron is intentionally not telling Metra about the news of his daughter's killer speaking to him and about um, Jimmer and Thune being in the mountain. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, like, you don't share the news about Jimmer oh, yeah. and Thune? <laughs> no. All right, well, so, then, so, so then we, we just searched yeah. all of the tunnels. Yeah. For yeah. Yeah. Every yeah. single tunnel. As yep. soon as it wanders that way, I say I, I had a vision with the Oracle. <laughs> okay. Sense motive. <laughs> <laughs> He's just lazy. At what point do you break it to him? All right. <laughs> Listen, guys, the Oracle is really nice. Uh, he He's really sweet. He told me a lot of funny jokes in my head when I was praying up there. Oh, that sounds great. Maybe we should all pray. Yeah. yeah uh, well, you know, it's all dwarvish. So, uh, I speak know. dwarvish. All right. Sounds um, good to me. I'm a dwarf. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> Foiled again. I'm a dwarf. All right. At risk of, not, of trying to not belabor this, I will take the broom and I will cast invisibility on myself and I will there do it. Um, where is everybody else? Just walk me through uh, this. Standing not, just so some 90 feet before it opens into the caldera. Yeah. So you're all 90 feet like back? Just, just out of out of sight of whatever could look in. On the, in, in We're this. doing this theater of the mind, so I'm trying to get it. Yeah. So I usually like to write. So you're 90 feet from the opening, all yeah. three standing. Nine feet. And 90 feet. <laughs> nine feet. Nine feet from the opening. 99 feet. N- 19 feet. <laughs> 19 feet from the open. Yeah. 1990. It's really amazing we've made. How many episodes this fall? <laughs> I just see a lot of empty beer cans. <laughs> uh, how many feet from the opening? For real. 90. 90. Okay. And uh, Metro, you go invisible when? When? Uh, how many feet from the opening? 50 feet from the opening. 50 feet from the opening. You go invisible. You hop on the broom. Uh, how far can you fly in a round? Uh, with the broom, forty feet, based off of your weight, which I assume is under two hundred pounds. Correct? Yes. All right. Sorry, it's impolite to ask. All right. So, uh, in the first round, you fly within ten feet of the entrance. In the second round, you fly out, and you're thirty feet. This is a minutes long spell, by the way. From the entrance, if it's going to affect your. Oh, it won't. Uh, are you flying, uh, when you come out, are you, like, keeping a low level to the ground, or are you starting to arc right up to the the clouds? Like, what is your what is your goal here? A, a sweep around? I want to get into the clouds, mm-hmm. do a sweep around, see if I can see any of those openings alluded to in the notes, and see if what, how they're guarded and what they're guarded by, and, uh, you know, how they're connected to the chain, and all that. Okay. Um... So second round, you get 30 feet away. At, you're going up at an angle. Uh, third round, we'll say, you get uh, another 40 feet, making you 70 feet from the entrance, 160 feet uh, this is a as the crow flies. This is flying, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I can double move too, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, do, 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 do. yeah, it wouldn't change your, your distance now. It just would change what round it's on. Yeah, you can double move. Trembling is a free action. 
Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, so you move. Metro knows no fear. You were 50 feet away. You would then go 10 and then 30 out. And now you, on your second uh, thing, you would go uh, 80 away. So you would be 110 feet away from the entrance. At that point, you hear a loud steam whistle coming from the direction of the tower. You look down and you see four giants or so all riding a colossal scorpion. Get out of here! (laughs) What? Look all around. Wait, wait, wait. Four giants on one scorpion? On one colossal black scorpion. That is a big scorpion. And they start looking around, looking in the direction of the tower, and you just hear, a lot of pointing and whatnot, and they rush over in the direction of, like, the chains. Meanwhile, you hear this loud winch sound coming from the direction of the towers. Grab your dice and roll for initiative. Oh, what? And we'll see you next year. Oh, year. my God. Oh, next dude. year. Oh, my oh, next God. Year. I can't wait a whole year. Oh, you're so no, dead, no. dude. You're so dead. Oh, my God. Happy New Year, everybody. Oh, Scorpion spits acid into oh, the sky. No. Joe, can we have I'm a dwarf just on its own as a drop for people? I'm a dwarf. <laughs> The Glass Cannon Podcast is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Giant Slayer is copyright 2015. Giant Slayer and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch involved in a then unheard of secret organization called the Illuminati and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.